This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Welcome, friends, to another Freedom Fighter podcast. I hope you're good. Um, this week, we are on to part three of our series around a fresh start. Today, we're looking at um, what holds us back from beginning again. We spoke last session on the thoughts, but this week, we're going to talk about the memories. I heard this week, a friend said to me, that somebody told him in a rehab, he said, you're never going to have a future until you deal with your past. So I'm interviewing my friends Paul Aljo and Dan Harper around their experience of uh, facing the painful places of their past, you know, and what's, how that's worked in their lives when they've no faced them, the you know consequences of that, and the process that they've been in and getting a better space, a better about a distance between some of the, the things that, that had so defined their lives. So I pray this this message deeply encourages you and gives you that light that leads to life. God bless you. So welcome everybody. How are you all doing? I hope you are good. Uh, coming to part three of A Fresh Start, our Easter April message uh, series around this We Can Begin Again. And, uh, you know, really I hope you are really blessed by Part two with Martin King, uh, talking about you know the things that hold us back from beginning again, and that was our thinking. So the day we're going to discuss how our memories, the painful memories of our past, uh, how how they hold us back. I've had a couple of conversations this week, um, and one guy I was speaking to said to me, somebody said to him in a rehab, he says you're not going to have a future unless you don't deal with your past. Mm. And I thought, that was just bang on. It was so, in, <laughs> you know, in the tune with what we're going to, kind of, the direction we're going to take today. You know, if we don't, if we don't, we're not going to have a future if we don't deal with our past, because we'll just keep taking this stuff into every new experience. Mm. And, uh, you know, I had another experience working in my house this week and, you know, connecting with one of the workmen. And it was it was just amazing to for me the conversations I was having at such a depth a level with somebody who just introducing him to some of these ideas it was like you know that's it that's the truth that's what I'm that's what I'm needing to hear you know so uh, we're just going to open up with prayer and uh, you know that that light will come out through our stories we want to encourage you we want to, we want to uh, offer hope that. That you know the 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 light that we've found, the truths that we've found, would impact your life and uh, really bring bring that sense of lightness. Because when you're under under all this stuff, there's no joy, there's no hope, there's no courage. Because we're just stuck, you know. But to be able to know there's a key, there's a key that opens the door to your your cell. What joy that brings. So, God, we just come before you this morning, God, as we as as we start this discussion. We pray for our listeners, everybody's watching this, everybody's listening to it in the audio. God, we just pray, uh, light that leads to life. You you told us you're the light of the world. Anybody who follows you will not walk in darkness, but they will have light that leads to life. We praise you for light, information, understanding, revelation. 
that leads to freedom, to peace, to release for each person watching and listening. So we just pray your your uh, your, your peace on uh, each person as they, as they hear these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. So this uh, this uh, talk we're gonna we're gonna have a, a wee discussion around the effect our past. And Dan had mentioned the first uh, interview about no facing the pain. And uh, what happens when we don't face the pain? And so, Dan, I'm just going to quote something that, that, that we've kind of discussed a wee bit and sent to each other. You know, we talked about this unacceptable uh, stuff in our past. That that's part of the reason we didn't face up to things. Uh, this quote, it says, if you don't face the past, you'll become it. And it will always be lived out in one way or the other. Which which your which your experience of that? How's that played out for you, mate? I wasn't going to read this suit, but I'll read this suit a bit, and then I'll try and explain a wee bit. Good mate. For me, it has took me all these years to see I need to face the pain. Mm-hmm. Of not, of not knowing my mother as she died when I was two, and my dad when I was 16, and lots of other stuff in between caused me to go into myself mm-hmm. and no face the pain that I was feeling inside. Mm-hmm. I heard someone say it's like a splinter. If it's left untreated, it will just make you feel the pain of it till it's addressed, treated, removed. Mm-hmm. That's what facing the pain is for me. Mm-hmm. Unless I face it and get meaning of it from God and why I had to go through it. Mm-hmm. I believe now it is to show people there is a way of dealing with it instead of numbing the pain. Mm-hmm. If drugs like the splinter have not dealt with, it will get worse. The pain was too much for me to face as a boy. So I buried it drinking, uh, I buried it thinking I would be okay, but this just just caused me to be hurt and broken more mm-hmm. to the extent I convinced myself I did not care. Mm-hmm. Deep inside I knew I did. Mm-hmm. Facing the pain I felt inside meant just feelings of hurt mm-hmm. and pain, and that's what I was trying to erase mm-hmm. from my memory. Unless the pain is erased from your heart, the pain will always come back to bite you <clears throat> in ways that you go back to the old ways of dealing with pain. Mm-hmm. When I think of my pain now, I can see meaning and healing in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Some of the things I went through were not my fault, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if I'm honest, there were things that were. But that's where I remember that God has given me a new start, showing me a new story. A new story is a story of a million other people are going through but can't see a way out mm-hmm. of the pain. And I thank God that I can say today he is healing my pain and showing me in, in him I am strong knowing the strength he is showing me in facing the pain. Mm-hmm that once nearly destroyed me physically, mentally, 
<clears throat> emotionally gives me hope that my future is better than my past. Yeah. And so anyone who cries out with a pure heart, he'll, he'll heal your pain. And not, and not face, and no facing the pain, not facing it. I was lost in my pain, seeing no way of escape. Mm -hmm. And any, see anybody that knows me, it's hard for me to share my story mm -hmm. because there is that much pain in it. Mm -hmm. But. In the last year, I've really been seeking God to, for meaning to the pain I went through. Mm -hmm. And I do believe now that he's, he's helping me in that process to, to find meaning to the pain I went through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, ju I just think it's amazing that when you do, fa when you do fa face it, that you can't find meaning to it. Mm -hmm. Like when I when I when I was in my pain, all I could see was the pain. There was no there was no joy, mm -hmm. and if there was joy, it was it was because I was taking drugs. All the, all, mm -hmm. all the rubbish, mm -hmm. but I couldn't see anything good. But now, when I think back, there was good there, but because of the pain, I couldn't see it. And I just thank God that He's shown me. There is good in my life, mm -hmm. even back when I thought there was none. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, great, Dan. Absolutely tremendous, mate. Thanks for your courage uh, and sharing that, and the vulnerability <clears throat> that you're, uh, you know, you're demonstrating, mate. Because it's it's uh, how many how many millions of folk on earth uh, can relate? We. Uh, the, the things that are so painful inside, we just we don't want to, we don't want to bring them up. And yeah. then there's that attitude that says, What's, "What good is this going to do?" I I just want to close the door to this, move on. But yet we're so defined by the very things we say we don't want to talk about. You know that yeah. pain of that hurt, the pain, and and you know I've heard boys, I know. You know, maybe you can say something here, Paul, but, you know, that pain unaddressed leads to this resentment. Mm. Poisoning our, our inner lives because we've no dealt with the pain and, and then resentment, you know what that leads to? You, you want to share anything about that, Paul? Aye, well, just, uh, you know, just to touch on just what, what uh, Darren was saying and what you were discussing there, you know, I was just thinking there, like, unres these unresolved issues, you know, and I think that, you know, through anybody's lifetime, we all face challenges and difficult situations, mm -hmm. uh, and and the outcome for, for uh, everybody is different, you know, depending on how they've, what conclusion they've came to mm -hmm. about whatever the particular uh, situation is, so... It's a bit like a photographer, they see a landscape mm -hmm. or, or an artist and then they, they take a picture, they frame it in a certain way to mm -hmm. present it in a certain way. And that's what we do with situations and things that happen. Mm -hmm. We frame them in a certain way and depending on how we, we have framed that and what our final position is on that, mm -hmm. it determines how much it impacts our life or whether 
you know, we get resolution mm-hmm. uh, and, and whether we can process it, mm-hmm. if we've processed it positively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the outcome was obviously uh, uh, better. But, mm-hmm. you know, I know for, for me, uh, when resentments, uh, you know, resentments just breed uh, just negativity, you know. I was talking to a guy the other day there and he was telling me how he, uh, he was, t- well, I don't know how the conversation came up, but he was talking about his ex mm-hmm. and he, he said, oh, I'm done with that, basically. I've put that in a box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, all right. But even everything about his mannerism, <laughs> when me just asking the question, you, you get that, that reactive comment, what? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like sensitivity. Mm-hmm. We're like, boss, you know, aren't we, when we, you know, you maybe ask somebody, how's this? And, and the way that they respond, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of attitude and mm-hmm. the, the defensiveness of, mm-hmm. of, that's there, we can see it's a, uh, a sensitive uh, uh, subject. But mm-hmm. I resentment's a badging, and I know, mm-hmm. you know, through my... Uh, you know, through my years of addiction and that resentment was bad, I would be sensitive to everything and anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If people if people didn't stop and give me the time of the day that I thought that I deserved or that they've maybe gave me on a previous occasion, and mm-hmm. I hate them thinking, what's wrong? You know, what's mm-hmm. questioning myself is it today with me? Who do they, who do they think they are and all that? It just, yeah. it just, it's, a, it's a bad place. It's a really, really bad place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's it's uh, clear that we, if we don't, uh, we've not got a future unless we deal with us. Yeah. We've, we've not got a future uh, that unless, like, you know, there's some, some, the school of thought on, oh, you know, just just move on. Just don't dredge this stuff up. But see if it's, you know, and I, I know this, and working in the counselling room, you know, uh, there was a, a situation with one of my classmates who had been deeply sexually abused. And one of the counsellors, it was a, you know, she, she'd done this, uh, one of the lectures, she'd done some, she said, when your issues are here, like, like your hand right at your face, he mm. says, you can't see anything else but then. And what, what the process of counselling's trying to do is to get, is to get space so that, you know, you can, you can bring, you can bring new thoughts, new th- experiences, new interpretations in. Now, I was watching this lady who was deeply traumatised, and I was going, it really made me take note of my own story. Because all I was hearing from her was everything came through the prism of that one thing that happened. I know it was deeply traumatic, but it's like the folly of life then was was getting seen and processed and interpreted through that one experience. It wasn't all bad. And it made me think that how the meaning I've put on things over the years... His act, and the more I've then spoke about it and judged it and 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 you know labelled it, has then led to me just staying within the walls of that judgment. Yeah. You know. So you mentioned in the first uh, interview, uh, Paul, about you know we numb one emotion, we numb them all, and uh, the very thing that we're trying to protect ourselves from, like I'm numbing this, I'm. I'm protecting myself so that I don't experience any more pain. I actually inevitably end up experiencing more pain. Mm. Um, you know, so um, you want to share a wee bit more around that? 
Aye, uh, so, you know, f- for me, it's a bit like, I mean, if you take somebody, right, who's maybe just had a bereavement, for example, mm-hmm. so say somebody's, you know, just had a bereavement, but within a week or whatever, a short period of time, they've got a holiday planned or a wedding plan, mm-hmm. because of what they've experienced in that bereavement, they can't enjoy that experience the same. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they can't enjoy it at all, but they don't enjoy it and appreciate it, and it's not the same as yeah. what been if that event hadn't happened prior to it. Mm-hmm. And we can have events in our life that happen when we're children mm-hmm. and it affects all the experiences mm-hmm. after it. We can't enjoy them the same. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have been abused, they don't, you know, they can, they can, uh, they can uh, not appreciate the, the relationships that they have after that because mm-hmm. they're so damaged and, and hurt mm-hmm. uh, as, as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I, I mean, you know, I, and I think for me, you know, when I look back, you know, I, I, the new, I'm, I'm still getting uh, understanding about certain things in my life, you know, and, and I don't, you know, proclaim or pretend or think that I'm any sort of expert, you know what I mean? All, all I've got is, all I've got, I don't mean that all that as if I'm diminishing it, but mm. what I've got is a few years mm-hmm. of working through some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah being vulnerable, having difficult conversation, mm-hmm. being prepared to look at situations honestly, mm-hmm. you know, looking at things that have happened to me, looking at things that I've done mm-hmm. and, and really considering all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I've got to mm-hmm. uh, offer other people. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I, uh, it's really important that we, you know, uh, in order to, to fully appreciate life, you know, mm-hmm. we need to try and make sense of certain situations. And I think for me, when I look back, that was part of the problem. You know, when you experience uh, rejection or, or, or abuse, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't understand mm-hmm. why it's happening. Mm-hmm. You, you end up just drawing your own conclusions mm-hmm. and you don't get the answers that, that they want. And especially if you're not sharing it, you kind of get other people's perspective on things to try and make sense of it. Yeah. And it, it ends up ultimately leaving you, leaving you feeling confused mm-hmm. and angry, mm-hmm. you know, uh, disappointed. And throughout mm-hmm. my life, I, I, I had very little joy. The only times I ever... The only times I ever laughed or was when things were inappropriate mm-hmm. <laughs> or when I when I was involved in mocking mm-hmm. uh, somebody or criticising somebody, you know, laughing at somebody else's embarrassment, uh, yeah. shame mm-hmm. and displeasure. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's all I was able to do. It was those things that I found uh, humour and I didn't know what joy was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. If I was a butt of a joke, mm-hmm. I would be, who you, who you talk to? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't... I'm only free, so uh, I for me, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 that was my way of dealing with things. You know, mm-hmm. let's just let's just numb, close after this, like that boy did. Like I was saying, let's just put this in a box right. to try and contain it in mm-hmm. some way that mm-hmm. I feel I've got some sort of control over it, mm-hmm. and then you know, ultimately, it just leads to a you know a broken down. Uh, you know, uh, life where there's no no freedom, there's no joy, there's no happiness, Mm -hmm. and there's certainly no fulfilment and nothing to offer anybody else because Mm -hmm. anybody who gets uh, anybody who gets close to you at all, it's always at arm's length Mm -hmm. Yeah And I think, uh, tremendous because I remember years ago with my first fiancé I was away a walk up a a, uh, park somewhere and I had listened to Johnny Cash's rendition of the song Desperado, right? And one of his albums before he died. And the line that jumped out to me was, you better let somebody love you. 
you better let somebody love you before it's too late. It mm. finishes, and the way Johnny Cash sung it was so slow. But this was a this was a this was a warning, a correction, uh, a rebuke for me, because I had, you know, like protecting yourself, you're letting people close because of the pain of the past. You know, uh, putting these walls up. No, let you know you, you keep the pain out, but you're actually then keeping people out from loving you, from comforting you, from encouraging you, from giving you any kind of sense of emotional support because you're you're that protected. Yeah. And you know, part of the song in our line that says is your prison is walking through this world all alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 you know, to me, it's like. And as, as Paul's saying there, it's like, we're nay nay are experts, but we've, we're telling our own stories in these things. We've journeyed a, 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 on a path that, that's actually saying, you know, uh, th- these things have been true for us. Th- these these memories, these, this, the, the, how we've handled these memories and these pain, the pain of our past has resulted in something. And it's resulted in how we relate with others and how we perceive and interpret in our present. You know, and... and as as we're moving forward into healing, restoration, wholeness, uh, that 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 there's to to move into that, that these things are required to reinterpret. You know, um, so I think it's a, a good time to say. So so in the light of that, is is time really a healer? No no no. How people say time time time's a healer time will heal all your wounds <laughs> you know in, in the context of what we've been experiencing has this been true for you guys it certainly, it certainly wasn't true for me the only thing I would say about time is mere time will go went on I get mere fed up and more, more, more desperate that you try other measures in order to get free Aye. Yeah, that's that's my story. But that time wasn't a healer for me. It just, uh, yeah. it just, it just time just allowed for that stuff to breed mm-hmm. and manifest mm-hmm. and cause more problems in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's why. I mean, and to be fair, as I've said, you know, I, I honestly, you know, I remember uh, Derek one of the first conversations we had. You know what I mean? About you can't do do better until you know better. Yeah. And I didn't know better, yeah. and that's why the day. I'm all about uh, sharing these things, being mm. open and being vulnerable because the last thing I want and mm. the thing that probably, or one of the things that gets to me as much is mm. to, to think that there might be somebody near me mm-hmm. who's feeling a, the way that I did mm. and didn't know mm. what I know mm-hmm. and, and might get some sort of, mm. I don't know, identification mm. and it might find some mm. sort of hope in it that actually mm-hmm. where I once was, I'm, yeah. I'm not anymore and, right. and that would be true for them. Do. Exactly. Yeah. What about you, Daz? It's time, this, uh, time for the I've wrote down. Right. What's that? It's time I, for I the don't think time is a healer. No. You'll see what I mean with this mm-hmm. when I read this. I believe not unless we face it. Mm-hmm. And in time, it gets easier. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it was just a matter of time for me, I would not, I would not have to face it. Mm-hmm. I'd be well without it, without mm-hmm. facing it. Mm-hmm. And this was not my case. So mm-hmm. now with facing my pain, accepting it is all part of my story. Mm-hmm. Is the thing that has given me strength now. Mm-hmm. Hoping that others can realise the only way time is a healer is if we face it mm-hmm. head on, mm-hmm. looking to God in the process. Mm-hmm. The thing that got me through the pain of all the hurt and loss 
even as Christian is looking to God to show me the good in it, mm-hmm. as the as the devil meant for harm, God will turn around. Mm-hmm. There was always something good in that, and that was in our life, even in the pain of like me because of the pain. I could not see any good in my life mm-hmm. until I faced it. God showed me His healing in it. Mm-hmm. If we don't face it, <clears throat> we will stay stay the same. And that is the only only a place where God can shine His truth and healing into it. Yeah, Aye. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's the one, I, I sent Charles something last night. Mm-hmm. He's I listened to something he said, mm-hmm. and, he, and it, it was mad that it was about. His, he said time is not a healer. Mm-hmm. The only the only way time is a healer is we spend time in Him. Mm-hmm. That's time in Him is the healer. No, mm-hmm. no time. Yeah. And I think it's it's clarifying that the time it's what we do with the time that produces the healing. I think that's yeah. you know the time is a healer if we if we spend it properly. If we spend it right, yeah. Aye. And I think for us, what we're finding is, you know, because you know a quote for a, a, a guy I've read, he's saying, um, you know, time during this during time the pain can intensify the same as Paul saying, you know, it can it can it can grow arms and legs. But yeah. you know, if 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 with the time we're we're putting distance between ourselves and these me- memories, having new experiences, these feelings then can be allowed to be healed, to be released, because the goal is we're trying to remember them differently. The meanings yeah. we've been given all this stuff, uh, that's that's a goal, and to me that's a, that's been such a revelation. To to think mm. that what we, what you're doing this for is is you're trying to. You're trying to remember differently. The goal isn't no, no, I've not got history. I've not got a past. I, I'm, I'm, I'm removing all my memories. No, it's it, you're, we're, we're, we're changing how we remember. The changing the meanings we've given to it. Uh, you know. So, um, what about this? this Can I read this? On you go. Just before Aye, on you we go. Move on, Derry. Yeah. It's the, the daily reading for yesterday. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's the joy set before you. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus drank from the cup of suffering and wrath, the cup became the cup of salvation. The cup of suffering became the cup of joy. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's the same cup. Hebrews 12 says that it was for the joy that was set before him that Jesus endured his torturous death mm-hmm. on the cross. But to get to the joy, he first had to be willing to drink the cup of suffering. In the midst of his excruciating pain, Jesus fixed his gaze on his dad and held on to the joy that he knew was coming to him. On the other side of the cross, he showed us what we we too can have joy in the midst of our suffering because of the joy that is set before us, that no one can take it away from us. So you have the sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. Come on, sir. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Yeah. I know. I know, and, and it's uh, the story, I mean, as I spoke to this guy, the one of the workies we were in here during the week, I mentioned a couple of films for him to watch. One's The Shack. He was talking about his own father issues, some of the things that had happened to him as a boy. And I was telling him about this movie, and The Shack represents the place of your greatest pain. The thing that got got me the most, in, you know, in the movie is, it was his place, his greatest pain. That he was going to kill himself in when he when he, when he went back to it. 
as we know the story, his daughter getting killed. But by the end of this, when he had reinterpreted the fault, his, all the stuff, when he remembered it in a different way, yeah. he woke up in the same shack. He wasn't holding a gun to sell anymore. He was moving on. He went on and loved his family, cared for his heart right. He was able yeah. to, to, to remember differently. And to me, that was like, oh, man, that, that's the hope of... Every one of us have got places of greatest pain in our life. And really, what we are what we are encouraging uh, people today, because what we're doing ourselves here, that's we're sharing our stories and the process we're going through, is how we found purpose in this. You know, but how we found healing from these places of our greatest pain. And what about how important this has been? Admitting our heart, facing it, describing it, telling our stories. You know, um, how important has that been for, for you guys? And is and, and, and experiencing, you know, uh, uh, the release and the, di- the you know, remembering differently, giving different meaning to these things. I well, uh, I mean, it's like I've already said, you know, it's really important. Well, it was for me, you know, to be vulnerable. And one of the the, the my attitude was like, see if I recognise something in my thinking that was on my mind, you know, that was kind of sensitive for the past. I, I, I got hold of Sunday and I shared that mm-hmm. because uh, because sometimes with, with certain experiences, what I recognised was like a resistance to it, like, you know, like a, uh, or you rationalise it, like I don't need to share that, it was mm-hmm. so long ago, and, you know, or, or you diminish uh, certain situations. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, it's... Uh, it's really important, you know, and, and what, what uh, harm is there in sharing something? I mean, I went to, I went to counselling mm-hmm. for, uh, I don't know how long, maybe a year, mm-hmm. every maybe not every couple of weeks, but I went regularly over a, a period of time, mm-hmm. and, and I wasn't going to it, and I didn't feel like I wasn't in a crisis or anything, but I thought, you know what, I've got absolutely nothing to lose mm-hmm. by going. I would rather go through this process to make sure and get somebody else's perspective who's impartial <coughs> things. Yeah. I knew that, that, that God had uh, touched me and, and healed me. You know, I, I was, uh, I, my heart was hard and I had so much pain, you know. Mm-hmm. I recognised that times time certain things would happen mm-hmm. and I would recognise, like I remember watching, uh, you know, maybe seeing adverts on the telly for maybe kids in Africa who needed water and stuff like that and, I remember feeling like I wanted to cry at it, you know, at their need, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to. And I remember other times when certain things happened, I wanted to cry and I couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, but I would be angry, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I was frustrated, I was trapped, there was a blockage mm-hmm. here in my heart mm-hmm. uh, through experiences and suppressing them. It was like it hardened, it was like, it was like putting a tank one down for a, a driveway, mm-hmm. you know, where you use the whacker plate to make it solid, yeah. you know what I mean? And then, Nothing can nothing can go up through it. You've yeah, no need for that, and but that's but that but, and, and that's what we do. We try and protect ourselves mm-hmm. in that way. But the problem with that is we don't get any lovely red roses mm-hmm. or daffodils which are out there and about the new. Mm-hmm. We can't en- enjoy that yeah. uh, those things as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, you know, so my, my heart was hard, and I remember you know in that wee flat of mine, and I remember how God touched me, mm-hmm. and I remember how you know He. Uh, 
you know, he spoke into my heart and, 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 and told me that, that, that he loved me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not an audible voice for anybody who's maybe thinking that, oh, he's definitely flipped his lid now. <laughs> uh, wasn't it audibly? The bit in the Bible, uh, God says to Jesus, uh, God says to, to, about Jesus, this is my, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And, you know, and God used that to say that to me because I, I was so hopeless and, and fed up and, and disappointed that, I didn't feel none of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, you know, uh, my past experiences uh, are what I put to offer people. They, they, they're, they're the greatest, actually. Yeah. They're the great, one of the greatest tools I actually have mm-hmm. uh, to other, other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in 2 Corinthians 1 4, it says this it says, uh, He comforts us in all our affliction mm-hmm. so that we may, may be able to comfort those who are any kind of affliction. Mm-hmm through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not perfect. I've not got it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have bad days or in recent terms a bad couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I still maybe don't feel as confident. Mm-hmm. I maybe still don't feel as uh, maybe as uh, joyful as I want or happy from one, one week to the next, depending mm-hmm. on what's going on. And that's all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need to always feel 100, uh, mm-hmm. 100%, but... I know that that, that uh, you know with, with the principles that I've learned of being able to go to God mm-hmm. and being able to talk to other people and getting other people's mm-hmm. perspectives on things and being willing to share things. Yeah. I know I don't need to be to be bound up and I don't need to do all that pressing down and try to pretend that things are not there. Mm-hmm. I'm free enough to be able to talk about these things, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a that's mm-hmm. a big uh, that's a big ask for people when they're not used to doing that, mm-hmm. but it can be done. You know, you don't need to tell the whole world. You don't need to write a, write a big Facebook post and tell everybody what's going on for you. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about grabbing somebody that you can trust mm-hmm. and actually yeah. being honest and allowing those emotions to, to flow and be upset, to cry if that's what you need to be. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's what we need and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Bang on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was just about to say there, sorry for rambling. <laughs> Don't be. Yeah, not at all, mate. I, it's uh, you know what we're we're uh, appreciating everything you're saying, Paul, because that that's 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 the process, and it? it's like being real, being being honest about. Uh, Can I share this? See, see just what you're saying about listening to Paul's story. Aye. See, see for me. <coughs> See, in the past, no, no so much now, mm-hmm. I was so stuck in my own story for, for too long mm-hmm. without being able to listen to others, always without being able to listen to other people's stories. Mm-hmm. But God God is really healing me in that. He's mm-hmm. and giving me the ability to listen instead of being stuck where I was. It's a miracle. That, what you and I, do, I, do, I, just, I just thank God that because I'm not able to be open that I'm struggling, I'm getting it wrong or getting it right. Mm-hmm. I've got people that I can be honest with, mm-hmm. and that's where the healing comes as well. Exactly. And I, I right. think for, for that, Dan, the, the miracle of this, because the fact is, you, 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 know, you, me, Paul, we've been around things for years, hearing teachings, messages, messages. But see when you're not actually... Uh, when you're not actually uh, entering into a depth of connection with others where you're sharing vulnerably, all that information 
it just shows you it's 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 coming into a hard hard ground. That's yeah. not even really, no really able to hear outside of it's the pain of its story. No able yeah. to hear outside of the 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 limits, the walls of protection that's built around it, and you're going, why am I so frustrated? Why am I so angry? Why am I why am I so defensive? She's just keeping it all in. Exactly. When all these layers are taken away. <coughs> through and what well what we're finding through the process that we that we've been through are got are in the mere were admitting and facing things, describing. You know, you've had this at the beginning, you know, you don't mind me sharing about the, the difficulty you, you mentioned there about sharing your story. Yeah. Because even even you sharing your story, there was such a you there was there was stuff there was shame around that that even you sharing you were unworthy in some way. When actually the releasing of your story has then meant you can receive more. You're then mer- yeah. you're, mer- you're 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 releasing things so that you're having a future. Your capacity to actually listen to others to re- to to uh, to receive correction, to envision new things. That's that's what you've always been wanting. That's what we've always been yes. wanting to have hold our hearts back, to know have parts of our hearts but hearts back, to be, to, to 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 grow into this restoration of wholeness, wholeheartedness that uh, that means. You know, I, heard, I heard Paul saying this the other week there, but God showed me it years ago, mm-hmm. and it was like when he when he was saying about hang me when he when he was at his worst, he always knew that he was better than that, mm-hmm. and that for me in my pain, even though I had the pain, I always knew that it was, but I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't see a way out of it. Mm-hmm. But God, and his looking to him in that process, mm-hmm. it has taken me out of it. Do you know what I mean? Well, boys, it's been brilliant. I really appreciate uh, the the vulnerability, honesty, um, you know, and really, really, what we for those listening, and I know, I know, uh, after a conversation I had with somebody yesterday, there is people living, as Paul's saying, without any knowledge that they can be free of the carrying the weight of the pain of their past, the the weights of the beliefs that they have. That they've they've accepted about themselves because of what happened to them. When actually it wasn't your fault. When mm. actually what happened to you wasn't that wasn't that that didn't it wasn't it, uh, how you're actually perceiving it to be, interpreting it to be. Mm. And the, the great you news for us. Couldn't have some of this stuff. Exactly. You don't. You can't do any yeah. better until you know any better. Until until yeah. you get a, a different perspective about the the facts that you are holding on to about the situations. You stay stuck and like uh, uh, you know under the power of these things. Uh, but this is a great news that God wants to redeem our memories. Amen. Redeems them, buys us back, saves saves us from the error of them. Mm-hmm. It says to release, to restore, to freedom, to f- uh, to free from slavery and captivity. We started by saying we're never going to have a future unless we deal with this past. God wants to deal with the pain and the memories of our past that we, we, we stuff away, we push down, and we, we, we are, with such shame and such fear, we just know what to ever touch again. Mm-hmm. But God's process is binding up the brokenhearted. Setting the That's how I feet. ended up the way I did, Derek, because I didn't face it. Exactly. Because I did just keep putting it to the side. And mm-hmm. 
Sorry, mate. Yeah, exactly. So, Paul, do you want to just close in prayer, please, mate? Just praying for those that are listening, uh, you know, inviting people into the, you know, the beginning journey. Those who haven't got the, the understanding, they've no done much of this journey, you know, or those who are in the journey and haven't touched much yet and, and, and have had ideas and judgments that, no, I don't want to touch this stuff. You know, can you can you pray, mate, to bring people into that, please? Yes, Father, we, we thank you that uh, with you, failure uh, or the failure of our past, Lord, or the hurt of our past uh, aren't final. They don't need to be final. I thank you that Jesus came to the root of life and a life that is full. I thank you that, that Jesus came, that we could know you, that we could uh, have an, a, a relationship with you and have eternal uh, life with you. I thank you that you offer forgiveness, Lord, but also thank you as well that just like any uh, father like me, I want to bring healing and comfort mm -hmm. uh, and meaning uh, to my children. I want to be there for them. I want to care for them. I want to love them mm -hmm. uh, in a way which makes them feel special and know that they've got purpose and know that they've got acceptance. And I thank you that that's what you offer as well. Mm -hmm. I thank you that whatever anybody has faced in the past, I thank you that that doesn't need to determine their future. Mm -hmm. They don't need to remain there. They can have uh, happiness. They can have uh, purpose. They can have fulfilment. Uh, they can have a life that is worth uh, living. Mm -hmm. So I just pray for anybody who may be listening, Lord, who maybe feels like they're, they're messed up, that they're beyond help, that they're maybe so defined by the things that have happened that they have no hope and they can't mm -hmm. see a way. I pray and ask, Lord, that you would make a way for them. I pray and ask that you would give them the courage that they need to reach out and ask for help. I pray that you would bring somebody alongside them who would have wisdom, discernment, uh, to be able to ask them how they are, to be able to see their heart and have the ability to be able to speak into that uh, situation. I pray for people uh, who would be willing to be vulnerable and share their stories with people in their life, Lord, when we've yeah. experienced certain hurts. We recognise these hurts and others. Mm -hmm. So I pray that we would uh, be willing to reach out uh, in such a way, and I pray for anybody who maybe feels that this process uh, and this, uh, you know, the process of looking at certain things is unhelpful, Lord, and it maybe isn't helpful for everybody, uh, but I know for me I, how, how much of a help it's been for me, uh, mm -hmm. so I pray that if there's anybody out there who's reluctant to, uh, and, and I pray if that's a barrier to them receiving the help that they need, mm -hmm. or if maybe their attitude uh, on these things is preventing someone else from getting uh, help. You know, I pray that you would change that, Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, the world in which we live, Lord, desperately needs mm -hmm. uh, you know, to hear these things. People need to be vulnerable and share, mm -hmm. honestly, so that people yeah. can identify, so that people don't feel that they're hopeless and it's just them. Mm -hmm. yeah, anybody listening, Lord, if they've got any negative mindsets that they feel that uh, maybe they're blaming themselves or something that wasn't their fault, Lord, I pray that you would change that. I pray that you would change their perspective, help them to see things as they are, help them to see your hand and your love. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I pray for anybody listening who's maybe done certain things and they're racked with guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. I thank you that that's the kind of person Jesus came for. Jesus came for those who were unwell, mm -hmm. know those who think they bore it all together mm -hmm. and that they don't need his grace and his uh, forgiveness, Lord. So I pray that you would have mercy on everybody who would listen to this, Lord, I pray your grace and favour and blessing would follow each person uh, and our families, Lord. So we thank you that with Jesus' failure, uh, 
is not final, mm. and it's in his name we pray. Amen. <laughs>